So what's up, my dude? How you doing? Good, good, good. How you been? I've been decent. I wish I've been more productive over the last four or so days, but I was not able to do so, unfortunately. Like two more weeks in the year, you know? Right. That's, a, that's time to be productive. Yeah, actually at work, I don't have full 40, which is kind of odd. I think it's because we get paid for Christmas, so that's odd. it's kind of like it just said, here's an extra day off because you already get paid for Christmas. We don't want to play overtime. That's my assumption, that's anyway. Because I'm, I got 40 hours that week. <laughs> nice. Oh, well. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, my name's Zach. Welcome back to the Zach Pack Podcast. Everybody who's listening with me, I have the very elusive Danny. What up? Hey, what's up, guys? Danny here. Do you want to talk about some interests or something to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Uh, I like cars, PC gaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a new fall, a newfound love for Xbox <laughs> over PlayStation. <laughs> uh, it's about it for me. <laughs> I think a lot of people went the Xbox Xbox route with um, Game Pass and stuff like that. Just definitely I, huge selling point. Oh, yeah, and it's going to take them another year to get anything ready on PlayStation, which I think is wild. Well, like, <clears throat> they have PlayStation now, but they don't have enough good games on it. Mm-hmm. They kind of just pick and choose, like, these games no one's playing, and they're like, oh, here, look, now it's free. Maybe you'll play it. Versus, hey, we know you like this game. Right. We know you're pay us you know x amount of dollars a month now you can play it for free (laughs) yeah that's kind of nutty if you think about it like just everything they're willing to throw at you to try to keep you like okay so if you pull up the playstation now it has a picture of the uh uh, what do you call those suits in fallout the brotherhood of steel suits like the okay. the mech suits, I don't know what you'd call them. I'm a horrible Fallout fan now, apparently. Never played Fallout. It'll come to me as soon as we end, end the podcast. But that's one of their main selling points. Is like, oh, Fallout Four is here. Oh, I see. Okay, that's Bethesda now. <laughs> like, yeah, it, or it's it's Microsoft now under Bethesda. Like, it's not even their shit. Oh, that's right. That's why I think okay. that's so funny. That's right. Yeah, I know a lot of people who personally switched over to Xbox, especially the Xbox consoles. Just yeah. more available i'd guess yeah that's true and it's who is it because you know less people want it or they're producing more could be a combination of both to be fair that's true uh i will say this though we kind of had a plan for this podcast a long 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 time ago very long uh it just didn't work out timing wise we both kind of like and then it started going that way this time but we did it here we are um so i made a promise to myself and i think we've talked about this before i said that my my civic my honda civic 2015 honda civic lx just the base model whatever the base model one is it is a standard transmission was going to stay completely stock until i paid it off and then I wanted to have some fun with it. 
with you being, you know, into your cars and stuff like that, what fun things can I do with the Civic that aren't like huge break the bank type things that you think I would enjoy? You could, you know, throw out like a decent exhaust, make sure it's one that doesn't sound like a far can. Okay. <laughs> That'll get you. Yeah, that could see that smiles per mile right there. Smiles, smiles per, per mile. gallon, not smiles per mile, <laughs> smiles per gallon. Okay, okay. Uh, and then just like small bolt-on mods. You know, your exhaust is going to be, you know, you could go anywhere from two to $1,000 for that car. You know, that's going to change how it feels just because it's louder. Um, but then to actually make it faster, you could, you know, you know, we talked about it. Not, the, you know, not the best bang for your buck, but you could throw a turbo kit on it. <laughs> right. That would uh, give you the power gains um, and then a tune. And that would change the car completely. So let's yeah. go Let's go piece by piece. So the exhaust itself is just a fun, you said fun per from per mile, fun per gallon, or smiles per gallon. Smiles per gallon. <laughs> uh, so that just makes it sound fun. <laughs> yeah, you're still, you know, zero to 60 in, you know, a couple of days, but you're going to have a smile on your face doing it. And then the turbo uh, kit doesn't. So turbo kits is uh, it's yeah. quite a bit of stuff to put onto the car. So it's a whole performance kit, or is it just like? Because yeah, I know so... the shell turbo kit is that is that part of it? Well, so you have kits that come with just the turbo, but you have to usually upgrade your intercooler to you know help with the excess heat. You've got to sometimes upgrade the internal to the engine to handle the power. You know. Honda's pretty reliable. Everyone knows that. So you might be able just to slap a turbo on it and say that's, you know, that's all for today and be perfectly fine for 100,000 miles. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, you got to look into every car, every engine, see how your car is currently, you know, what condition is it in. Is it still in mid condition, you know? Is your engine still, you know, 90% or more, like, strength, I guess you could say? But yeah, it's a lot of parts that create the turbo kit. And for the exhaust, and you said two hundred to like two thousand, whatever kind of whatever is in your range, whatever you want it to look like, sound like exactly. tur turbo kit. What do you think it would go for? So you know, you could go slap a six hundred dollar eBay turbo kit on there, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that what that's going to get you is somewhat of a universal turbo kit. So that's going to require some modification to install. It's not going to include any, how do you do this? None of that. So I'd say maybe 15 to two grand is going to get you a decent kit, decent power with instructions. And it's just going to be a bolt on, no extra crazy stuff like that. Okay. So I looked one up. It's a 20, 2012 to 2015 Honda Civic. Oh, that's for SI. I wouldn't be able to take that. Uh, I was gonna say that one says five thousand seven hundred and seventy-four dollars. So you, yeah, one. you can pretty much Same. go up as expensive as you want, depending on who's making it, who's getting it out. Yeah, I guess. exactly. And then, what does that do necessarily for the car? Because I don't know one hundred percent. I don't know if everyone in the podcast knows. So, what exactly will the turbo kit do to make it worth my money? So I don't know one hundred percent, but I think I have a pretty good understanding which basically you can install them on the exhaust side of the engine or the intake. So I don't know too much how the exhaust side works, but on the intake side, it's going to basically shove air into your engine, like 
exponentially versus, you know, no turbo. And what that's going to allow your engine to do is, you know, shoot more gas, so upgrade the injectors. And it's just going to allow it to push more power, meaning it's going to be able to let the engine run faster, quicker. So you're not going to, you know, RPMs are going to go up faster. Okay. Um, it just basically makes the whole process of driving go faster, basically. And that creates the more power, faster car. More fun. <laughs> and then you get... <laughs> and then you get... Um, with a blow-off valve, which you're probably going to need, or a wastegate. Um, you know, every time you shift to let off the gas, it's going to open a valve and release all the pressure. And that's what gets you that awesome turbo noises that you hear, you know, on YouTube and all that. <laughs> so, so far, two for two uh, makes it sound cooler. It's a big selling point and uh, makes it go a little faster. Correct. And, you know, some turbos, cheaper ones, will make, let's just say, for example, it'll give you 50 extra horsepower. But if you go with, like, professional-grade, like, Garrett Turbo, that could give you 100 to 150, maybe, you know, tune it. And, you know, it may be a little more expensive, a mm -hmm. lot more expensive. But that's going to get you real results. That's going to get you power you're actually going to feel. So let's kind of compare this because I just looked mine up. So apparently stock Honda Civic LX horsepower is 143 horsepower. Okay. So something like my car versus your car, what was your car stock? My current car, a 2019 WRX STI. Mm-hmm is 310 stock at the crank so i'm guessing yours is at the crank as well so you're only going to feel i believe generally generally they say you lose 10 to 15 percent of the power throughout the drivetrain before it hits the wheels so you feel let's say 90 percent of your power so i'm feeling 270 you know um and i'm like at 125 ish yeah but you know some like I know this is way above our cars, but like McLaren, from what I understand, is really good at power delivery. So they only lose 5% of the crank horsepower through the oh, drivetrain. Okay. Whereas some cars might lose 25%. But, um, but then, you know, between our cars, I'm all-wheel drive. So I'm going to feel that on the low end. I'm going to have a little more torque because I can put all more power down. Yeah, because mine's a front-wheel drive. Correct. So, you know, the more power you add with no weight, well, I shouldn't say no weight because that won't change much, but without upgrading to stickier tires, mm -hmm. you're just going to, you're going to do a burnout. Before anything <laughs> you know? happens, burn out until I stick and then go forward. Yeah. But that at the same time is fun. So it's exactly. Like... You're, you're getting fun no matter what. Okay. So everything's yeah. just for fun. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> For my car specifically, I wouldn't change the radio or anything. Everything kind of seems nice. Where, like, you know, you have an older, like, truck or something, and you can piece out just, like, the radio, and you can chuck a radio, a better radio back in. Like, you can go to Walmart and grab them on that display or whatever. Uh, you wouldn't go to Walmart, but, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just the first example that came to my head. I went to a radio shop uh, for yeah. one of our old vans strictly because I wanted an aux cord back in the day. Okay. And, uh... That wasn't that expensive. I think it was 120 bucks. Just get everything swapped out, put in, didn't matter type deal. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do anything radio wise. I don't think 
because I don't know how they would remove my whole dashboard is pretty much integrated with everything. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, let's see. So I don't know what they would be able to do in there. Um, I already have WeatherTech stuff in there. So I'm, I'm trying to look all throughout the car. Oh, wait, what was the last one you said? It was Turbo Kit, and what was the last one? Sorry. Um, oh, like a tune. So a you tune. need some sort of access port. Yeah, so what does a tuning kit do? Because I've heard about it before, but I've never, I've never even looked into it is the best way to put it. So what does an actual tuning kit do? So what what the tuning kit allows you to do is, is tune the car. So you know, you can, a lot of them, you can download like a free tune from the internet um, by, you know, the brand of that access port. Okay. And you can pick what mods do you have. You know, I have an intake and catback exhaust. You know, you pick a mod that has those two mods. And then what it does is it, it basically adjusts your car's brain to um, accept those mods. What? And therefore it can have the engine pull air a little faster since you have an intake. Um, your exhaust won't change too much. It just allows everything to go out. But it can basically, you're telling your engine, all right, look, you know, you're not stock anymore. Pull more air, you know, if you do injectors, you know, pull more gas, this, that. Um, it tells it, you can put like a, you know, build power, you know, build your boost here. And, you know, I don't think you can just tune like shifting. I want to say you have to actually change your transmission's gears to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you were to do that, I think you can use the access port to say, all right, you know, this gear ratio for fourth gear is now this versus, you know, what stock was. So it just allows you basically to fine tune the car, almost like, you know, building a PC. I was going to mention that. So, yeah. so with PCs, you can get different drivers and different everything. You can overclock exactly. it. You can underclock it. So you could say tuning is almost like overclocking. So you're just overclocking to In a it, point where it tweaks it to a point so you're... 0.003% faster or some shit. Correct. That's just, fucking well, wild. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, cars can be tuned to run on E85. So that's, I believe it's made of corn. Yeah, that's um, that's completely weird. I've never heard of that completely changing. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you use a couple parts. I'm not too sure, but it's, um. there's like kits for it. I think it's called Flex Fuel, something like that. And basically what that allows you to do is your car can now run on this. So it's going to change, you know, how hot the engine has to get to burn the gas, which I believe with AE85, it could be cooler to burn it. But yeah, like that's one thing you could use tuning, you know, setup for is to convert your car to E85 or to run on 100 octane for your race car, you know. Okay, that so one makes all, more sense. Okay. Yeah. So you can tune it and say, I'm going to take this better gas because the better gas will make me go faster no matter what. Just got to make sure the engine doesn't blow if I take it. Exactly. Which most cars, most modern cars, will know, you know, not if you put E85, it'll be like, what is this? Right. If you put, you know. <laughs> Premium gas. Yeah. If you put, you know, 93, it's going to be like, all right, cool. We have 93. You know, you put 87, cool. 87, 85, cool all that kind of stuff it can do on its own. But once you go up to higher octane, like 100 or E85, that's when you need to let the car know, hey, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. The stuff it's not designed for, I guess. 
Exactly. So have you gone to any car meetups or anything yet with yours? Uh, actually, I have. Uh, on that 7-Eleven day thing it was. It was in like November, though, or October. Uh, I went to that. Um, it was really chill. It was kind of just everyone, you know, parked at 7-Eleven. And we just kind of hung out. Um, I went to one right by, right in Countryside. So, you know, right there by mm -hmm. where things at. <laughs> And uh, they had a huge parking lot next to it because there was a mechanic shop next to it. Gotcha. So okay. We weren't, you know, taking up the little gas station they had there because there was a gas station next to it. Um, and yeah, it was like everyone just kind of parked. You know, we all got out and just talked, and it was, it was cool. It seems and like it was... a super chill community, to be honest. Yes. Where it... if you get into like gaming, you have to form your own gaming group. You can't really. Say, we're all going to meet up here. I mean, you, I guess you can say, like, we're going to play this game or whatever tonight. But as far as cars go, you take your your baby, your product, you bring it somewhere, you pop the hood, just like, hey, look at what I've done to this thing, and you just chill and hang out. Exactly. And, you know, you'll have, like, if you go more in the city, you're going to get the Mopar guys. <laughs> like, because I've been to a couple, and it's like, you know, in the city, you've all the the Mopar. I mean, it's every car you see is a Charger, a Challenger, and they're always doing burnouts. It's like, that's not a car meet. That's like a, they call it a takeover, I think. And they go take over, you know, the street. We just go take over White Castle's parking lot. Lower Wacker. Exactly. Yeah. Versus a car meet, you know, park your car, admire everyone's cars, go home. Where a one is civil. Peaceful. Yeah, one's civil and one's fuck this. We're, we're exactly. doing this. Yeah, you know, it's cool to see a car do a burnout, but, you know, not in the middle of someone's neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to the racetrack. Uh, yeah. Make this official or something. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I have gone to Laurel Wacker. Um, I really, I think I've had this car the whole time. So my, my Civic realistically at the time I had a burning passion. I wanted to learn how to drive a standard transmission. I, I honestly can't tell you at this point what made me want to do it. I just kind of said, yes, I'm doing it. Um, so when I bought it, <laughs> I didn't know how to drive it home. Um, and the dude's like, I will show you three times around the parking lot and you're on your own. And I'm like, well, that was nice. Thanks guy. Um, yeah, he, he was not happy about having to teach me. He just wanted to make that sale really bad. But they didn't even know it was on the lot. Okay, like, wow. I, I'm literally like, hey, you have how many stick shifts do you have on the lot? And he's like, two. I'm like, cool, where are they? He's like, well, they're best, both SIs. That's the Honda one, right? Honda's SI? Yeah. Civic, Civic SI. SI. And I'm like, well, what about this one right here? And it had, like, tints on the window right when I got it. And that's my story. No, uh, it had, it had tints right off the bat. And, uh, I, I kind of peeked through it and I saw it had the shifter and I'm like, yeah, this one right here, I guess had been sitting there a long time. No one wanted to look at it cause it wasn't an SI and uh, I actually got a really good deal on it at the time. Funny enough. I think my car five and a half years down the road is almost worth exactly the same. Cause of this crazy boom, the used crazy. car market boom. Yeah. It's insane. Um, 
and I, I've always said right from the get-go, I, I don't want any more car payments. Anyone here who has listened to my podcast more than three episodes has heard me say, do not get a fucking car loan. Do not get a car loan. Um, just fucking kills you. But there's always something in your head where it's like, man, driving this would be really cool. Or doing this would be really cool. With like your car, you've been a car guy for a while. You've really wanted this car. And, you, you know, it makes you happy. You just have to realize your happiness is tied to a car payment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, and that's <laughs> something that, and I mean, yeah. So my dream car would be a Camaro. And when I got this SCI, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've told you before, there was a Camaro, you know, a 2SS. So it was like top of the line right before the ZL1. It had, you know, leather seats, sunroof. They had like all the options for $2,000 cheaper than the car I got. And it was like, okay, you've got this car, you know, the Subaru, you know, it's got a great safety rating. It's very mediocre on gas, but it's all wheel drive and low insurance. On the other hand, you've got for $2,000 cheaper, you've got a great Camaro. (laughs) I mean, you know, V8, rear wheel drive, all the fun you could possibly want. But with, you know, with rear-wheel drive comes, you know, it's not as easy to drive in the winter. <laughs> the you snow, can, man. You know, very well go throughout the whole winter, no issues. But, you know, that one blizzard, what are you going to do about it? There's You're not going to work. <laughs> You're staying yeah. home. It's exactly. staying in the garage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if you got that, you know, V8 screaming in front of you. You're not getting good gas mileage. <laughs> You're going to be, you know, pedal to the floor. That's very day. valid. Yeah. Any chance you get, you're taking it. So it's like, you know, I could get that now and it would be awesome. But I could just go with this. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a hard decision. Because up until three or four days before I got the car, I would have never touched an import ever. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's so funny it's how quickly that happens. Weird jump. Yeah, it's so funny it happens like that, too, because I've noticed a lot of the times in my life, um, the nevers I have stated seem to always have some way of twisting back on me. So, example, stupid one, but I'm never going to enjoy playing Yoshi in Smash Brothers. Yoshi, Yoshi <laughs> Loki, a fun character. <laughs> I, never, yeah, I, I never thought he was. And if you get used to that up B, you know, you can... You can get some fun little combos and, and wacky stuff going on, you know? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think I'm a pretty good Smash Bros. player. <laughs> and uh, one day this guy's like, oh, you know, I'm going to use Yoshi. I'm like, oh, easy win. Uh, yeah, no, I got three stocks by this guy as Yoshi. He was insane. Yoshi's <laughs> wild. He's, yeah, he's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I always looked at him as like the spammy character and... Come to find out, you know, you can actually do some pretty neat stuff with him. It's just that never mentality always seems to backfire, especially on me. Um, I can't think of too many examples off my head, but I know like if I ever say, no, I'm never going to do that like really quick. I'm like, fuck, how am I going to prepare for this to happen? Because normally it does. Um, But for me, you know, my rule has always been, you know, after my first car note, Never doing it again. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Beginning of pandemic hit. My car's worth 
you know, 8,000 more than what it, what I owe on it. Trucks right now are the cheapest they're ever going to be. I, I kind of want a pickup truck. Yeah, I kind true. of want a pickup truck. And I'm starting to go through the motions of like thinking about doing it, you know, talking to my cousin-in-law like, hey, I think I'm going to go look at trucks. I just want to go look and see the prices and stuff right now. Because remember, at the beginning of pandemic, they were fucking desperate to get anyone in the door. And, you know, my wife and I kind of sat and talked about it. We're like, eh, is it worth it? Probably not. I think it's a dream. But now, I mean, you've obviously seen. I have lost some weight. And I don't like stating it like that just to, like, (laughs) I've lost weight. But, I mean, it's a noticeable difference. So before, me having a pickup truck would give me tons of extra room. Whereas right now in my Civic, I'm actually feeling pretty comfortable. Um, where <laughs> I walked in one day, I'm like, I told Alex, I'm like, does it sound stupid that I think my Civic seems bigger just because I've, <laughs> I've lost the weight? And she's like, no, yeah. it just means you've you know, lost weight and you have more room in the cab. And I'm like, it just seems so odd, you know, that something so yeah. minute can change something like your perspective. Yeah. Now, I am still tall, which does discount me from so many cars on the market but surprisingly i'm surprised you got a civic <laughs> well that was one of the big things too is the sales guy i was talking to wanted to get me into the honda fit that's, what? that's that smaller one right yeah that small little hatchback yeah it was like a honda fit 2017 i want to look it up and just see if it's the one yeah that little one that little hatchback thing and he's like, yeah, you're going to be perfect in this thing. It's, it's one of the options we have as manual. We can special order it for you. And I put that seat all the way back. And I'm like, you're fucking nuts. You just yeah. want me to get in this car, bend over, and then you, you stick me with fucking all the fucking fees. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he wanted me to do that. Another one that I saw that was supposed to be really popular was the VW Rabbit. Which... I don't know what that in America. Yeah, that was the thing. I I don't remember which one it was. 2009. It was like a 2000. It was, it was at 2007. Yeah. So, so, or 2000, pardon me, 2017. And, oh, it says there was a rabbit, but they're saying to get all these small cars, you're going to enjoy them. But I don't think they understood like, cause I posted on Reddit about it. And uh, I don't think they understood that I was also a big man, not just a tall man. Uh, Okay, yeah. So everyone's like, get in the rabbit. You're going to learn. It's going to be great. But now that I'm a little older, I think I feel a little more comfortable getting a used car and like paying it up front, just having a used car if I want to do so. Okay. Because like I said, even if I... Worst case scenario... I sell my Civic, pocket the fifteen hundred, buy something when the market slows down, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You you have options now that a car is completely paid off. Or realistically, yeah. I can buy an, a a barnyard truck or a barn truck for like two thousand dollars. Oh yeah, all day. So you have plenty of options if you want different vehicles without going crazy going into it. But I don't know, the original plan for my Civic was my kids are going to drive this eventually. <laughs> like, I want this bad boy to last. Yeah. Pick the right car for that. 
and I wanted it to be really solid while I was driving it and learning on it. Because I've taught people how to drive stick shift in my car. Before you got your car, I was offering for you to drive it around the lot and everything after work. Like, that was the whole point of this, is people can learn on it. It's going to live through it. It's relatively inexpensive to fix if anything goes wrong. And it should be super reliable. Yes. And yeah, just like you, I learned how to drive my car off the lot. Fucking love it. <laughs> we went for the test drive and, uh, you know, the salesman was like, hey, um, you know, do you know manual? And I was like, um, I drove my friend's car one time in a parking lot. He's like, okay, uh, I'll drive. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you should drive, at least not until it's yours. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so uh, we go for the drive. We do all the paperwork. And then I'm leaving. And I forgot to put down the e-brake. Nice. So you start so rolling? I, I stalled three <laughs> times. And I guess he noticed. So he comes out. And all he said was, e-brake. Have a good day. <laughs> so I look. Ah, oh, of course, it's engaged. So turn it off, whatever. And I'm on, on an uphill in this parking lot. And my car has, you know, the like the hill start assist. Yeah. So it holds you. Like Just a little bit. Break. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, still, I'm rolling back, so I panic, let off the clutch, stall. <laughs> so then finally, you know, like the fourth or fifth time of trying to go, I'd go, you know, super bumpy ride because I'm, you know, first time like off like a somewhat stiff clutch. And it was <laughs> it was rough, but I made it home and I only stalled three times in nice. 45 minutes. I thought that was pretty good. Dude, I fucking love it. Like I have tons of stories like that. They're amazing stories. It's, yeah, it's just something like I, I would at the time I was driving my wife to a, a college that's kind of far away from our home, and I'm thinking about the ride. Like, I'll, I'll drive. I want to practice. And she's like, "There are hills. Are you going to be okay for these hills?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And then in my head, I'm like, "Fuck no, I'm not." But we're going to learn. Um, it's it's moments like those where you remember 100. percent Like, you're you're at a red light. It turns green. You stall. You have to go. Yep. They're all honking crazy. You're like, I got this. You turn the car back on, stall. You're like, <laughs> and you do it over and over and over again until you get it. Um, so people are so mad for no reason and stuff like that. But uh, did I tell you the first time I drove a stick shift? No. Okay. So I'll give you more details off, off the podcast, obviously. Uh, a dealership by where we meet. You know, at work, right? Yeah. Okay. I walk in there. I have a junkyard car. Salvage title. Um, consider it in the family, you know? So yeah. I bought it for 200 bucks just to have a car. Um, I had to change the spark plugs a couple times. Uh, electrical issues throughout the whole car messed up. The passenger door smashed in. I literally <laughs> drill in two and a half inch deck screws into the, the body to hold a PVC pipe so I can open and close the door. <laughs> like this thing was my project, fun project car. I don't give a fuck about it. It was $200 lasted yeah. me six months. And that's a pretty good investment. That's what I said. I'm like, it was fun for what it was. And <laughs> I, uh, I rode that bad boy around like crazy. You know, it was a fun little car. I pull that into a fucking car dealership 
and walk in and it was a young dude. I'm shit. Uh, 22, 23. And I walk into this car dealership and someone who's probably 24, 25, about the same age. He's like, Hey man, how can I help you out? What, what's new? What's happening? And I'm like, bro, I want to learn how to drive a stick shift. I want a stick shift car. I want a standard transmission. I think it'd be cool. And again, I don't remember why I want to do this, but I just want to do it. And for me to take time out of my day to go to this dealership on an off chance, you know, I get to talk to someone about it. Meant a lot to me then. So this dude goes, I got the car for you. I want you in this bad boy. You're young. You want to have fun. I got a 2013 Mustang with your fucking name on it. And I'm like, number one, I don't like Mustangs. Um, there's something up against me going for the lightest sport or muscle car on the market when I'm a big ass dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, in my head, I'm already thinking I want a sedan cause I want it to be for my family. I want this car to last forever, but different times, you know, at that time I could have said yes. He goes, I'm not even going to check your fucking license. We're going to go fucking test this ride. We're going to test this right fucking now. How many people let you ride a car without checking your license? Isn't this fucking cool? And in my head, I'm like, does this man even work for the dealership? Does this man just gonna like joy ride a car with me? So he start he's talking to his manager and trying to get the keys for this 2013 Mustang without checking my license and credit. And he's just like, we're going to go teach you how to drive a fucking stick shift. So we get out to the lot and he's like, I'm going to drive a little bit, go around the dealership and you're going to go around the dealership once or twice. Then we'll go to a fun lot. We'll go to the lot over here and we'll have fun. <laughs> he fucking rips it. And you, you know how small and compact dealerships are with the cars all around and stuff like that. I don't know how your clutch is. The clutch on my Civic is very relaxed, right? When I tell you I lynched, I yeah, I lifted my foot like quarter of an inch, half an inch off the ground, off the clutch, and it bit. Oh this, my God. this thing was aggressive. So I don't know if they do modded it or what, but it was a used 2013 Mustang in that like forest green color, if that helps. <laughs> so he's having me learn how to drive this thing in these tight corners and go around and stuff. And he just kind of shows me no big deal. We're pulling up behind the dealership. He goes, Hey, stop for this guy. Stop for this guy. So the guy crosses across. I stop the car, but I don't put the clutch down because it's my first time driving a stick shift. And he puts me behind a Mustang. So it stalls out, slam on the brakes. And he goes, yeah, we're, we're teaching him how to drive the, the stick shift. And the mechanic goes, have you driven one before? And he just saw me stall out. I turn off the keys, you know, put the e-brake and stuff. And I'm like, nah, this is my first time. He goes, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I got it. I got it. Here, switch with me. And he took me to this lot. He starts whipping it around the lot like we stole this bitch. So I've already fucked up stalling it. He's riven it. He's riding it around like he has literally stole this car. All over the place, whipping corners, burnouts, everything like that. <laughs> he puts me behind the car again. 
I put it in first, second, third. I have enough room where I'm starting to get the hang of it. And long story short, I put it in first, go up to 10, 15 miles an hour. I go to put it in second, and the car fucking dies. God. Just fucking dead. Scary. And I, I turn off the car. He goes, start it up, see what happens. Go to turn it on. It won't turn on. And <laughs> we had to leave the car there. We pushed it into a parking space, and we walked back to the dealership. This man was still trying to sell me this car that does not work anymore. Odd. He was... That's insane. Yeah, I know it's it seems weird, but I think I think everything's going to be fine with it, and I just want it... It's yours. It's your car. It's you. This is all you. I want you to have fun with it. And I walk in. He tells that same mechanic dude. He pulls him out of the place. Like scared at this point, telling him what happened. We walk back with the mechanic dude so we can push it back. And he's like, hey, these are new keys. You put it into a theft mode, which I guess is a thing. And if anyone on the podcast knows this is bullshit, this is just a story I knew. I don't know anything about the cars. You put it into theft mode. We have to reprogram the keys, and this is going to take 12 hours from this point to reset it or whatever. What? Yeah, it's some, some weird story like that. And again, they may have been completely bullshitting me. But moral of the story is they want to be put $100 down, let them run my credit, give them my, my driver's license. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck no, you guys fucked up. I'm not giving you shit. Uh, I do not want this car. And maybe I gave them a phone number or something. I'm like, just let me know how it goes. Here's my number. They called me the next day saying it all worked again. They wanted me to go back in, but I never did. But literally the first time I drove a car like that, this dude must have been just a huge fucking idiot. And I don't know what the fuck he did with it. Um, Because I told him straight up, I'm never buying this car. I don't want it. Oh, when you ride it, you'll find out and understand. So... I guess I had a little experience riding the Civic, but it wasn't my car, and it was a Mustang that fucking died. Yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> one way to learn. It's like, I don't know stick. All right, here. Here's a muscle car. Yes, yeah. probably super fast here. <laughs> and that's what it was, and I was so scared the whole time. And like I said, I'm like 22, 23, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You're not going to say no. <laughs> oh, no, never. And I, I just... The feeling of relief when this thing fucking died, I'm like, you don't have any of my information. Uh, I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. like I said, he no license, nothing, no checks. And I know that was a long story. It, it meant a lot to me at the time. And I don't know what drove me to want to drive a stick shift. Do you remember what drove you to want to drive a stick shift? Honestly, no. It was like, <laughs> Just I always cool. thought it was cool. Yeah, but it was like, no, you, know, you can't do this. You can't do that. But then I was like, hmm, maybe it is fun. And then uh, so one day a week before I got my car, um, my friend has a 2020 Hyundai Veloster uh, R-Spec. So that's similar to like the Civic Si only okay. coming manual. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I was like. Oh, if if I do this, you have to let me drive your car. Nice. Um, it was something in a game or something. I don't know, but whatever. So it's uh, we're celebrating my birthday, 
So we leave the bowling alley. It's this bowling alley is always dead. So wide open parking lot. So I was like, oh, look, perfect. Let me drive your car. So he's like, oh, fine, cool. So he shows me how to do it, you know, clutch first, you know, let off clutch gas, whatever. Yeah. So, so I'm driving it, you know, I'm doing the, you know, the NASCAR you know, oval. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, you know, from first to second, once into third. And I was like, I'm sold. I want a manual now. Oh, yeah. And so that was that would have been, I believe, a Saturday. I got my car. Six days later, I think. Damn, just bit by the bug. Like it was, I was immediately searching, and I actually didn't want an SCI. Well, I wanted a WRX, really similar. Um, our coworker's girlfriend was like, "Hey, we have this at my dealership. It's been here for a month. This is it, whatever." So I'm looking at it. I'm like, I fell in love with this car. Never once have I been like, "Hey, that's a cool car." Never. I never even like realized this was a car. You know. Yeah, it was just on the lot moment. Yeah, of, I need exactly. It. You know, it was perfect over your dream car, nonetheless. Exactly, because that that wasn't even in that. I wasn't even thinking about that because I was like, oh, there's because I want a newer one. They're way too expensive. I can't afford that. So, um, whatever you know, I'm telling my parents, trying to convince them. You know, just let me get this car. You know, help me out, do this, whatever. So, um, my mom's like, all right, cool. I think it was a Wednesday we went. So that was, yeah, like four days later. Um, so I I go there after work. I go to the, it was at a Chevy dealership. So I go there and uh, I'm like, man, I don't see it. So I, one of the sales ladies, she came out, you know, I was there like hunt you down. <laughs> and, uh, oh, can I help you with something? I was like, yeah, you guys had a WRX here. Like, do you still have it? You know, is it getting washed or <laughs> something? Gone. Yeah, she's like, oh, I sold that an hour ago. I was heartbroken right there. I was like, my dream, you know, it's over. My plan is, is it's over. Because that was the only dealership that said they had pretty much a manual car at all. So whatever, I texted my mom. I'm going to deal uh, to Subaru. They sold it. Um, Subaru has no WRXs. They have no manual anything's, Oof. but they had an STI, a Camaro, and a Mustang GT350 next to each other. And I was, <laughs> I, you know, I walked up to the STI. I was like, no, I can't afford that. There's no way. So, you know, a couple hours go by and I'm driving home in it. <laughs> See, and that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just actually, everyone listening, if you get the chance, please just try to drive a manual it changes everything it's you know everyone says oh but you can't drink oh you can't eat you know a snack who yes cares? you can oh yes you also can. yes but yeah who cares <laughs> yeah um, no who cares but yes you can please take that opportunity because it's not going to come by often see you know what i fucking remember why i wanted to drive manual transmissions now because oh, i was just going to say it i'm like wait a second revelation my whole thing originally was I wanted a challenger. Okay. Yeah, I remember this now because like I'd ruled out this option because I'm too tall for the challenger. Probably. I would need a charger. <laughs> um so my whole thing originally was I wanted a challenger. In in all the games I would play, I'd always get the challenger RT, I'd I'd just soup it up and everything like that. 
And I said to myself, there's no point in getting a challenger like that. There's no point in getting a muscle car unless I can drive stick shift. So it was really funny. I didn't want to go with the Mustang. I just, I just yeah. didn't really like Mustangs. Well, and also, it stopped fucking working. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that must have been it. Um, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. If anyone I know is listening to this and they want to drive the six shift, let me know. I'll probably still have my Civic. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't think I'm going to sell it for anything anytime soon. And if I do, it's going to be another stick shift. Um, it's just, it is really fun. It, it puts your, your like mind in the actual act of driving. You can't get around it. Yeah. And eventually you do get used to shifting and you're like, how am I in third gear already? Like you look down and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's just, it, it still keeps you in the driving spirit, I guess. Yeah. Uh it's just like for me you know after like a long drive i'm like wow like like you think about it you know these automatic transmissions do so much work and it's like wow i did that mm-hmm. you know like i made sure that my engine wasn't you know that my trans was in the right gear so my engine could keep pushing power to the wheels it's like that's pretty cool like i am a machine <laughs> you know yeah especially both both you and I have the tendency of building things and doing things that could be easier if we just buy them. We both build yeah. PCs and uh, we both get our hands dirty making things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's just part of it. It's just who we are. We want to be more active in the things we do. Yeah. Be more personal with them, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that might be the words for it. <laughs> more personable yeah and to tie into that perfectly you and devin were talking you Uh guys brought up 3d printers yes yes and i was like i'm i'm bringing this up (laughs) so you know i have you know the rc cars and you know they're made of plastics and stuff breaks so i really wanted uh i think i'm over it now i really wanted a 3d printer so i could (laughs) make my own custom parts for them and it was like you know through CAD and all whatever I'm not too sure what are programs I use for them it's like I can make whatever I want and print it and I thought that was awesome <laughs> oh yeah I mean CAD design like I said on the Devon episode CAD design frustrates frustrates me to beyond belief you know like <laughs> I'm a tech guy it doesn't make sense to why it is uh, I'm sure if I took a class or something on it, I'd be more familiar. I'd be fine. But self-learning things like that just drive me batty. Um, oh, absolutely. But I guarantee you someone who has an STI is also on CAD and, and they're making like tons and tons of tons of mods for it. Like STI, oh, STI absolutely. files. I'm just going to pull it up. So there are tons of models of your car already on like Thingiverse and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, Tons of it. Yeah, WRX STI. You can get here. I'm going to send you one that's a, a sugar cookie cutout. Like what? <laughs> steering wheels, grills, um, intakes, custom wings. Everything is literally on Thingiverse right from the get-go. That's insane. Yeah, like st- here, stuff I'd- like that also. You can make you know, everything unique to you. 
if you really wanted to. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty oh, neat. The cookie cutter. That's awesome. <laughs> See, now Devin or I can make that for you so you don't have to buy a $300 machine for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, 3D printers open up a whole nother realm of maker um, technology, yeah. I guess I would say. And realistically, I still haven't really worked with mine. I've been kind of busy as much as I've said, I want to play Tarkov and I want to do this. And I want to do that. And like, I opened up everything. I feel like I could be way more productive in regards to what I'm doing. It's just, I'm getting locked down with a bunch of stuff right now. Come January, I'm going to have a lot more free time. And um, if I got my glass bed running and you want to CAD design some stuff, we can kind of go over and print stuff for you. I can tell you that. Literally. Cause trust me, it's just sitting in my room. It's not doing me any good. <laughs> That's all right. It's doing. It's uh, it's looking pretty. <laughs> it, sometimes it was kind of dusty. I had to clean it off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say this though. Uh, for all the trouble we had the first time getting you on the podcast, um, I'm really glad you ended up hopping on. Uh, I have an idea for another form of podcast. Okay. And I would like to talk to you about it off podcast. Uh, potentially uh, tomorrow because it's getting a little late. Um, Absolutely. I'll text you a little because I know we talked about it. And we're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this and did that and did this? And I think those all kind of fit very nicely into something I've done recently. Um, I think we might have a little side project going on. Sounds good. So on that note, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, do you want to throw out your Instagram and stuff like that? Um, sure. <laughs> um, well, first, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Finally, <laughs> after months. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my Instagram is Subi double underscore snacks underscore. <laughs> and I will have that in the link below as well. So it'll, it'll pop up down there too. Um, yeah, I, I can't say it enough, man. Wonderful episode. Uh, thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate you uh, hopping on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I'll catch you tomorrow, man. <laughs> <See ya. laughs> All right, later, guys. See you, everyone.